0: And welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb
1: shit. And I'm Dave. I am Chris. And I'm fired up. I'm fucking man. ready to go, man. What's going on? I'm ready to you? rip. I've been watching Billions. Yeah. And it fucking fires me up. Why don't it makes That's- me feel like I have made a mistake <laughs> doing this psychology bullshit. I really? gotta get into finance. You would have funds. You think so? Venture capitalism, yeah. investment banking, VCs? It's all about bills. Bills. Yeah. As in Billions. Franklins. Franklins. Um it's all about the Benjamins. What's are up to season 4? Yeah, it, it was uh, this episode season this 3 season, this this season, okay? Cuz there's a darker side. Of everybody, you know what I mean. Like Axe is a little bit dark because they always have these like it's like kind of like Tony Soprano where they're like you know they're like kind of shady, but there's these redeeming qualities. And like Axe like, is not with his wife, and like there's both stuff where they're getting shady. I'm like this is getting fucking dark a little bit, you know. I always like it when you're like kind of rooting for people, you know, and they're complex characters. But then there was an episode, the ending just took my breath away. It was amazing. Do you watch Billions? I watched the first two seasons. Yeah, so third season starts off slow, but a few few episodes in, and I, I, fin- I it was one of the few times where you finished an episode and you were ju- you're just like why you're just like rooting that they, they there's this critical point where something's happening, and you're just rooting for it not to happen, and it just it just it's just do you want to say what to it, it is? No, I don't want to spoil it for you. Who are you
0: spoiling it for? I don't pay for Showtime anymore. I'm never gonna see it. I don't want
1: to spoil it for the Dopey Nation. All
0: right, I don't think Billions is that good. I think I, I think that's a problem. I think um, I think that there's all sh- right. I'll tell you what happened. Okay, what happened?
1: <laughs> uh, Axe. Yes. And Chuck team up, uh. and there's a moment where Chuck is in Axe's apartment. Right, and they realize the only thing they can do to beat this thing because they're both going to get fucked. Legal. It's about time. Right? The they're, two of them had to. Well, they're both. They were going after each other so much that basically Chuck left himself open to get fucked because you know what I mean. He, he so Chuck gets in, into the private sector no, no, finally. No, 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 no that's, not, that's not what happens. You just wanted to say private sector. So, anyways, he's in the apartment. He has a chance to fucking plant something in Axelrod's place. You know what I mean? in his, in his thing to fuck him, and he decides not to. And he decides that he's going to actually do what he was there to originally do and team up. And they team up together and they're successful.
0: Well, that sounds good. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'm really glad this show is not called Dopey, the show about billions. Because that show (laughs) fucking sucks.
1: No, it's Dopey, the show about dopey. Listen,
0: I do not think billions is that good. I would give billions,
1: if I was grading it on a paper... I would give it a B-. It's funny because I give it a B plus because it's not something when, like, it comes out and it gets super excited. It's like Westworld. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Fucking Westworld. You like the worst fucking shit. <laughs> you know why I hate fucking Westworld? You know what I fucking love is The Expanse. I've, I've watched it, just like, almost three times all the way through. I What's paid that? for the new season. Some super dorky science fiction. What is it? It's about uh, it's the future, and basically the human race is segregated into three factions: people on Earth, the people on Mars, and the Belt, the Belters. That's all you need to know. And then there's the protomolecule comes into play. And Where it's is insane. this show on? It's on the Sci Fi Channel.
0: Where can we see this show? <laughs> What's it called? The Expanse. I, yeah, I just it's on uh, uh, Amazon. You uh, have the worst taste in everything. It's just amazing.
1: I talked to my other science fiction. Uh, What's that word? Aficionados? Aficionados. (laughs) Aficionados. And they also really like The Expanse. The Expanse. Yeah. I'll tell you why I hate Westworld.
0: Do you want to know why? Why? Because it's like, who cares what robots do? (laughs) It's like, how can people care? They're robots. What's the fucking difference?
2: Because they can feel. They can? Yeah.
1: Well, it's like fucking Battlestar Galactica with the Cylons. Yeah. Who know? cares about Cylons too? What I'll tell if? You, I'll what tell if, you. What if this? What if we create artificial intelligence and right. artificial intelligence can feel? and Before like already created like your it. Your higher power. How does higher power work? It works through people. So maybe if a person creates artificial intelligence, it's actually a creation of God. So that intelligence could in itself maybe have a soul. Okay, so robots. Who cares? Maybe they're people. These robots.
0: Well, it's the funniest thing. The funniest thing. No, the funniest thing about it is, it's like it's all actors anyway. Why should I care about anybody? Why if should I care actor, about any show? If ever, an actor plays a robot versus an actor playing a gangbanger, <laughs> you know, like why should I want to see the gang? So why do you show? watch TV? I need to be taken away from You should from just be watching reality TV then. Well, that brings me to a series that I never got to talk about on Dopey that I really recommend, hmm. which is Wild Wild Country. And it's this documentary series about uh, this cult,
1: and it's so good. You know, we should, we should get Myron back on, the guy from the cult.
0: <laughs> He's in the worst worst
1: top five dopey guests. But it was the first half of that episode was gold. That was the best episode we ever did. Which one was that? That was the one with... Uh, uh, Helga and the wart, your wart story. And oh yeah. Shit. yeah.
0: I listened to that episode when I was in new Orleans. How you, you have access to it? No, you left it on for like a few days. Oh. Uh, uh, and, and I was like, this shit
1: is fire. I was like, this is the stuff. And so, okay. but we deleted the first half of that. We've talked about that a few episodes ago. Top five worst dopey guests.
0: Myron. Modi. My friend, Ryan, the conspiracy theory guy. He was okay. All right, but I can't think of anybody else that was really bad. Uh, What about
1: the guy, the rock and roll guy?
0: Uh, Sam Cutler. (laughs) Even worse, Leland Sklar.
1: (laughs) We erased that one. It was so bad. I didn't even forgot about that. We didn't even air it. No, no, no. I don't even know if we should say it. If he listens to your other boy, he was like, and then I got announced. (laughs) Which one? The guy was like, and then I got announced. And then we went and we got another house. That,
0: that was terrible. <laughs> we
1: deleted that, too. We didn't air it. Because we Asia. <laughs> we always say, like, we never delete anything. And we don't. We don't go edit and delete things unless we somebody got really offended and we had to take it down, which has happened a few times. Um, but there has been two people we actually erased their things.
0: Toast and Leland Sklar.
1: But I have
0: to say... What
2: was Leland Sklar? Who was that guy? Leland
0: Sklar is like one of the most famous and accomplished bass players in the history of rock
1: and roll. Was that the guy I was laughing at? I remember at some point about halfway through, or was that with Toast? I started laughing because I was like, I know Dave and Dave's not even going to air this. Well,
0: it's like you have to... Dopey Nation, you have to understand here. We have a couple of things. We're operating with a couple of different things happening at once. First thing that's happening is Leland, Okay, for example, Leland Sklar. This guy played bass on uh, Jackson Brown's records, on Carol King's records, on you know some of the biggest seventies. Uh, James Taylor's records Like Big 70s groups And and things I'm not thinking of Was he
1: the guy You asked if he did drugs And he was like I never really did (laughs) Yeah yeah. I'm like So Leland You've been
0: touring the country In the, in the, the middle of the 70s Cocaine is everywhere You're with the biggest Cocaine addicts in the world What's it like He's like I never really did drugs. (laughs) I was like, oh. I was like, never? He goes, no. I I just didn't like to get high. It didn't suit me. I was like, okay. Well, you're touring with some of the biggest coke fiends and junkies in the history of rock and roll. What was that like? Well, it wasn't so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the other day, though, I was driving. When I was listening to a classic rock station, and they were interviewing Leland Clark. Oh, really? And I was just like, Ugh. And then to so the cross purposes, it's like, we want to tell dopey stories. I would be satisfied. And Sam Cutler, man. Sam Cutler was just...
1: No, just, Sam Cutler, I actually listened to it, and I liked the first 20, 30 minutes. But it was an hour. And right. it just, it, it was too much. But there was a piece, he captivated me. When he talked about the dead and shit. And he told a like
0: couple that. of cool stories about like acid and do- dosing and people. And he said something
1: like the happy road to destiny is paid with struggle. He had some quote that was really good. A Buddhist dude. quote. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Anyway, but um, the fact that Leland, so, so one of the things, just so you guys are getting a look behind the curtain of Dopey, it's like one thing that happens Constantly and and that that when we have a guest on the show and Chris is not familiar with them, Chris like can't handle it and he gets so I think he's partially he feels a couple of things happen he feels a little left out he is not interested and then he gets really angry. <laughs> And, and, well, I start, like, looking around the room. and He I, doesn't listen. He's like, he, and if you looked at, into his brain, the first thing he thinks is, why did Dave have this guy on the show? <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> and then they goes, Dave's so stupid. And he goes, what is this guy even talking about? And then Chris starts, like, getting mad. It's like Jackie Martling from the Stern show. I start
1: mouthing to you, goes, so yeah,
0: He says, this sucks. I,
1: I say, and then I start it's, writing notes to him on my phone. <laughs> he, he, writes,
0: he, writes, he starts texting me like I'm going to look at the phone. Then when I don't look at the phone, he writes on a piece of paper, this is terrible. Start wrapping this or, or up. Or I
1: write drugs, yeah. question mark, question you mark, write, question and, mark. And then
0: it's like when we had... Harris Whittle's sister on the show yeah. who just lost her brother know, to heroin addiction please don't bring this up I feel so bad he's like he's please, like he's I'm, like, uh, he's like
1: I'm, I'm a horrible person he, he interrupts
0: you know? he interrupts the thing and he goes what was the message for your books <laughs>
1: i I was in a bad place at that moment. I didn't i so you have Chris. I wasn't actively listening. I don't know what it was. I
0: just you know listen i I think it's funny i think I also think the funniest thing is that you I'm have, an
1: asshole. her brother died, and she wrote a book about it, and I wasn't engaged and and I wanted to get off. I, you were like, this
0: isn't a good dopey guest. it's like it's like a fucking and and you know there's a certain quality to her voice that I understood like why that wouldn't be appealing to you at that moment. You know, I understand that, but obviously it would be a good dopey I, guess. I
1: liked Andrew's mom, and obviously it would be a good. Dopey obviously, it and played she, it out. She could have been a good dopey that guessed. I wasn't. She know. wasn't
0: as bad as you thought. President. But yeah. the other thing that I have to say from my experience mm-hmm. is that, because like. I'm not a naturally great interviewer. The only person that I interview great is Chris. <laughs> it's like with everybody else, I'm like nervous. Like, what, you know, what's going to happen? This and that. So I'm like trying. I have notes. So you're pretty good,
1: dude. You're better than I am. I have notes. You're better. You're better than I am. Yeah. I have notes. I could. you know who I could do? I was, I could do Dr. Drew. I can do a clinician addiction person like you can do a rock and roll person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, so, like, I have notes, and I'm prepared, and I want it to be good. Yeah. I always wanted to be an interviewer. Yeah. And I'm not great at interviewing, but I'm getting better. But, so, here I am. It's like a swimmer trying to swim with a fucking weight attached to his ankle, (laughs) and the weight is you. You're like, because you're pissed. I'm darting daggers. You're pissed. You're like, so, I'm like, half of me is trying to keep the interview. The other half is trying to keep you okay. I should let you how about with like uh the best is when you just get numbed out and fade out like yeah. with uh poor Chuck Negron, and you just start motioning to hurry up. He starts waving his hand, waving his finger. Well, you're pretty
1: good, you bring me in in those moments. I try so hard to bring you in. <laughs> you're literally juggling two people, the guest on the phone. <laughs> it's like with my' I'm, it's like I'm with my kid. I, I remembered what you said in the last episode, what
0: footloose and fancy free. That's not such an illusion. That's what she's. Oh,
1: that is amazing.
0: Everyone says that, loose and Fancy Free.
1: Nobody it. says that. I've never heard it except from you. Really? The only other time I heard it was once on Dopey. From me? Yes. Uh, I guess i would said it. Yeah. So do you want to hear a quick story? That's what did like, I think you said? That I...
0: Flourishing floral fragrances <laughs> or something. Um, so we're still uh, We're at the new house. Yes. This is the most time anybody spent at the new house not moving things. So So I christened it. Christened it. You christened it. I
1: christened it. it. Um, you
0: christened it. You christened it. You want to hear
1: a drug story or do you want to hear a funny story that happened yesterday? Uh, let's do a drug story because we haven't done any drug shit. All right. This and then is, you got to do the Ishmael thing.
0: I don't know. I think we could put that off All right. for a long time. Right. This is from a classic book called Please Kill Me. The Uncensored Oral History of Punk by Legs McNeil and Gillian McCain. I actually wrote Legs McNeil to see if he wanted to read portions of the book and talk about it, but yeah. surprise, surprise, he didn't write me back. Okay.
1: Eventually he will. All right. This is uh. Well, you read all that? I mean, Dave's at the, the thumb to the end of the book. You read all that?
0: Yeah. Good job. Um... And I have tons of notes, but this was the first one. Oh, no, I've got a better one.
1: No, do the... All right, all right.
0: I'll do the first one. Um, This is from uh, December 9th, 1978, and I'll just read it. It, It's about uh, Sid Vicious uh, in uh, New York City after he had killed... After he potentially had killed Nancy.
1: Okay. I saw one of the Sex Pistols. Those, he's from Sex Pistols, right? Yeah. At an AA meeting. Qualify. I don't know who it was. You probably saw Steve Jones. He's really tall and skinny. No. When he you- talked about um, shooting heroin in basically like the equivalent of like the Atlantic group out west where you're not supposed to talk about heroin at all. Was he English? But, yeah. Yeah. Tall and skinny. I, that's how, This is how I remember him from fucking 2005. He's like stocky. No, and this
0: guy was not fad. There's, uh, maybe it was Paul Cook, but I didn't think he was a heroin addict, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so after Sid smashed Todd Smith with the beer bottle, he had to go back to jail. Sid's mother snuck him heroin while he was in jail. She had this great trick. She would put the heroin in her shoe yeah sorry she would put the heroin in her shoes she would wear boots that had a lot of metal clips on them and then when she went through the metal detector it would go off and then she'd say oh it must be my shoes then while she was taking off her shoes she'd put the dope in the cuff of her pants then she'd walk through the metal detector again the alarm wouldn't go off and they wouldn't search her for the dope since they were expecting her to have a weapon or a piece of metal on her, they didn't check her pant leg because they'd already checked them. And when she took her boots off, she'd switched it to a different spot, and then they wouldn't check that same spot again. She can just put it up her pussy, by the way, but keep going. Then Zid would come to the visiting room with his butt greased and stick it up his ass, and he'd have some dope. And that's common. And did it—you don't like the, the No, boots? it's great. Like it's Continue. his mother. No, I love it. I'm, I'm engaged. am engaged. Okay. Going. Anne did it because Sid was complaining about being sick. She she didn't do it every day. She did it like twice or something while he was in jail, just for withdrawing, because Sid was really clean when he got out of jail. He looked really healthy and he was talking very positively about everything. We went to pick Sid up at the courthouse when he got out of jail again. It was really quick. I mean, we went in and the judge said a few words to Sid and when we left and then we left with Sid. He came out of jail wearing this white T-shirt because he had to appear in court. So the first thing he did when he got out at home was he put a swast- he put on the swastika T-shirt. We ended up having a party that night, so I went over to the Jefferson Market where my mother had an account. I got these two big six-packs of bud. I said to one of the owners of the shop, my friend's just out of jail and we're having a party. So we went back to Michelle's at 63 Bank Street and we made spaghetti and it was all very normal. <laughs> Shit, I don't know if I want to keep going.
1: Yeah, the, I think that was the beginning. It was the drug thing. That was good. part. I like it. Yeah, I had a celly in jail that did eighteen years in prison, and he was in Arizona, and he would get on like the road crew, where you'd clean up the side of the highway, you know, and he said that near truck stops, actually near exits and truck stops. People would always want to search those areas, would always want to clean up those areas, you know what I mean, on the road crew. Because what would happen is people would get pulled over or paranoid or something, and they tend to throw shit out there. And he said they found – he actually found like a kit once with a bunch of meth in it and syringes and stuff. So anyways, all the people on the road crew, they'd, uh, they'd get mayonnaise packets in their like little sack lunches. And so they'd keep the mayonnaise packet so they could grease up their butt, like Sid vicious and push the shit up their ass when they.
0: Yeah, when I, I would just. It. It's like to me, the second you're mayonnaising your asshole to get the dope in
1: there, it's like you're just. No, you're serving eighteen years. You got nothing to look forward to. You need Listen. some action. I actually wanted to do a uh, my the, one of my cellies. Ones was a really good artist, and we wanted to do like post on this uh, little board in the day room, like a monthly or weekly cartoon that would be related to jail. And like they, if people started looking at something, you're like, you like,
0: like, come on fellows, let's make a comic. No, about me and my
1: Sally wanted to do it. And so, but one, I only remember one of them and I came up with so many great ideas and we never did it. But one of them was going to be like, you go to flush the toilet and the toilet doesn't flush. And then the next thing is like a cellie holding up a pa- package of mayonnaise and saying, your turn. Because if the toilets don't flush, then that means the guards are going to be coming by to search all the cells soon. Because the way you get rid of contraband is you flush it. The toilets are super powerful. You can flush a bed sheet down the toilet. That's how strong they are. So you can flush everything down the toilet really quickly, right? And so fucking... Did if you ever the flush a bed, seat down bed sheet down the toilet? No. But if the toilets – so if the toilets don't flush, the, the joke would be it's your turn with the mayonnaise packets because it's your turn to put whatever you got in your cell up your butt.
0: Yeah, you were like the the,
1: the far side of prison. You should have done prison cartoons. That's what I, my, that's what I wanted to do. So I what had happened. so many fucking great ideas. I didn't do it because what would have happened is we'd put it in the day room and then when people were out of their cell, everybody would look up at it you know, and walk over to it and then the guards would get really pissed and you'd probably get in trouble. Why? Because they just want to take everything from you. Wow. Well, they don't like anything that buoys the spirit.
0: They don't like uh, prison prison satire and comic no, strip form?
1: No. They didn't encourage that sort of rebellious but, you know, creativity had, in the prisoners? I will call my girlfriend every day in day room for like two hours, and I would tell her dopey stories all the time. And this one time, the guards were handing out mail, and they got to me, and he threw the mail under the door, and he was like, Okay. <laughs> my bunk oh fuck i can't say my last name whatever i'm on my bunk and uh he's like uh he mentioned something from the story that i had told my girlfriend on the phone that day it was something to do with mushrooms and he was laughing and it was like a funny story i had told her about mushrooms and so the guard was clearly listening to my calls and he how do they listen funny. to it They guess allowed they they always it. do that yeah they cycle through and listen all the time I got drugs in from my girlfriend and the way I got it in is when she visited me and we had the fucking the glass partition and the cell and the phones you talk on uh as I had a handwritten note and I talked to her on the phone and we were just talking. And while we're talking, I put the handwritten note against the glass and it had written down. It said mail like $150 to this person. And so she wrote it down and that way I didn't have to do it over the phone or anywhere that could get, or, you know, over the phone from the visit or over the phone from the day room calling. So, um, she could do that. And so she mailed the money and then we got a happy card and did meth and I fought my Sally. I think it was at the Asian selling. No, this was Eddie. He was in Puerto Rico. I said, uh, on my mother's life, we were tweaking in the cell, and uh, his mother was dead or something, and he fucking freaked out, and we got in a fight.
0: I remember that story. Yeah. The thing is, it's like, and it's really just the addicted brain versus the recovered brain, or the non-addicted brain. Okay. And it's like, ugh. I even think that if I was addicted, I would never fucking eat. squeeze mayonnaise on your butt. And I wouldn't it. eat keistering items. Have you ever keistered anything? No.
1: Never? Have no. you ever turkey basted? No. I don't even know what that is. What is that? <laughs> it's, when, it's what uh, the Jessa Reed, uh, she mentioned it. It's when you shoot meth. It can be anything, but you shoot meth your 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 butt with a syringe. You, yeah. t- do you have no, but no actual metal piece on I'll it. Give me squirt. a break. No, I wouldn't do that. It's
0: like... It's not it's not and it might be that I'm lazy deep down but it's more that like I'm just not interested in going to those lengths. You know, I and and like lucky for me I never had to. Mm. Like I feel like
1: if I were You're was, saying okay, you're fucking sick as a dog. Where am I? You are um give me a scenario. Okay, you're sick as a dog. Uh-huh. You are in um Clifton Park or wherever the fuck Todd's from. Right. And you have no car. Okay. And they have, uh, for instance, for Valium, I actually saw this on the opiate uh-huh. subreddit today. Yeah. They have a um, rectal application. It's an actual prescription that you get and you squirt Valium up your butt. And if it's only rectally. It's only rectal. You're sick as a dog, that's all you got. Okay, yeah, I could do that. So you would. So you're saying desperation. Yeah. Which well, you to, with a rectal applicator, it says it's a po. It's designed. Okay, to be what about a- fucking Toothy Magoo, Tony Baloney? Yeah, he comes by and he says, Toothy Magoo, <laughs> who, who is this character? <laughs> Tony Baloney. He comes by and he, he holds you this homemade fucking rectal device, and it's. He's like, this is all I got, and you got to do it, and. I think do I would you, put it in do my mouth.
0: M- I think I put it in my mouth.
1: <laughs> I just do. Because I don't want to stick things in my butt. Okay, you have to have gay sex with somebody. Do you and you have to give them a blowjob and they come in your mouth, or you have to take it in the butt. Which I have to? You have to pick one or the other. Which one do you do? I I just wouldn't do it. You have to.
0: I don't have it's to it's one or the
2: other. Or what else? To what is
0: my third choice?
1: Up the butt. Or a blowjob and come in
2: the... Well,
0: you would take it up the butt? I'm asking you. I'm not doing either. <laughs> but I think, honestly, if we we're going to be really serious about this, I'm not doing either, but I'm not taking it up the butt. I think that'd See, be I the, feel like
1: up the butt is like...
0: Would it's be, less personal. No, it, but it would be, be very p- painful.
1: It would be painful. But I feel like... You could just maybe close your eyes and deal with the pain. Whereas if you're giving someone a blowjob and they're coming in your mouth, you're never going to forget that.
0: I don't think you're going to be forgetting the the rape either. (laughs) The fucking domination (laughs) through your asshole. I don't think you're going to (laughs) forget that either.
1: Yeah, but then it's also you got to give them head until they come. So like you got to do and a guy takes a while. But
0: at least so you can you be You got to do a good job. But then at least you're in control in that situation.
1: Exactly. But as opposed <laughs> to I mean what's worse
0: being the the blowjob craftsman or being the anal rapee? <laughs> I mean it's both It reminds me of the Artie Lang bit where he says when when he goes to jail the, the the his strategy is to find the toughest guy ever and give them the worst blowjob that they ever <laughs> yeah,
1: got. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the guy tells everybody he sucks again. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the, and he's like, you you get really awkward. You look him in the eye yeah. and you use your teeth and shit. <laughs> but the question is, would you rather be the 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 rapee who's getting plowed until the guy comes, or be the Uh, a the the blowjob craftsman who figures out the quickest way to get the guy off i mean which is the worst trauma probably getting fucking slammed in the butt i mean if we're
1: talking real here i would do the raping no you would not (laughs) (laughs) if it's rape or be raped I'm going to be the rapist. It, that is not the question.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm putting us in a, in a gang-banging situation, <laughs> a gang-raping situation. Would you rather be
1: uh, sodomized or blow somebody? Do you, if you, so your answer is – we were, have to establish your answer before I respond. You would rather blow somebody. I'm saying in theory, in theory- I feel like it would be – yeah, I think it would just I have a very high pain threshold. I think I would I think I would prefer to son- do- atomize. <laughs>
0: well, you did bring a butt plug to Anguilla. <laughs> we didn't use it. <laughs>
1: and it was for uh my girlfriend. Let's just be clear on that.
0: I thought it was for you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So you would accept the sodomy because you think it wouldn't be that painful. Well, it depends how large the person Let's assume the man person. was not only large, but also in charge. Well, that changes things. I mean, listen, we don't need to. We, I think we've, we've exhausted this, this idea. You know, when we when we talk about this stuff, it makes me just think of my father listening to this show.
1: <laughs> oh God, Dad, I, Dad! what do you think? <laughs> Would you rather? You Would
0: you rather be fucked in the ass until? Because your dad's going to hear this. He yeah. listens to every episode. Yeah. Would you rather get raped uh, or give head until the guy comes? <laughs> These are the questions that our Aren't life. Aren't you glad your son's clean now, Alan? Well, really, <laughs> the thing is. The thing is this that. Is this, this, yeah, this is the promises. Yes, it's the promises. This is the gifts of sobriety that we don't have to make that choice. We can be armchair theorists on this kind of a matter. You know? Oh, my God. Um, play the voicemail.
3: You want to do the voicemail? Yeah, play the voicemail. <laughs> All right, here. Yo, what's up, Chris and Dave? This is, let's say, Bill uh, dropping you a line from Canada. I just want to tell you guys how much I love your podcast, man. It's so fucking funny. The last episode, I was fucking dying, guys. Like, um, Chris, man, you friggin' killed it this episode. I don't know if you know, but you probably dropped the sickest burn on Dave to date. It was fucking great, man. You're like oh, you're having a baby and getting a new house at the exact same time, uh, and Dave doesn't say anything? Man, like, I fucking was dying laughing, man. And and also the tanning bed, it's like, do they put a cock in your mouth while you're in the tanning bed? You're like, no, but I think it was run by addicts. Like, oh, man, you can't make this kind of shit up. This is why I love your podcast uh, fuck man, I can't get enough. Don't worry about the time. If you guys go over an hour, I'm still going to be listening, man. Um, okay. So I guess, uh, I'll tell you my story. Um, I'm not really an addict. I'm not afflicted. I've done every drug for a long time, like 15 years. Um, I've never really suffered negative consequences, maybe once or twice and then dial it way back, you know? I, uh, I've never really done anything regrettable, to be honest, which is kind of nice. I feel lucky, I guess, but, uh, I will drop some quick dopey on you real quick. I got a couple of good stories here. So, like, when I was younger and I was into psychedelics, like acid and mushrooms, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like the government's been lying about drugs and, like, they're all, you know, they're all good and, like, psychedelics are bad for you until, uh, I started hanging out with this one group of guys and they had this roommate, uh, we'll call him Amir. And uh, Amir was a fucking really smart dude, uh, very talented musician. uh, But yeah, he just got into, he tried Coke for his first time and went nuts on Coke for like two months, then quit Coke, then he found acid and then it, you know, two sheets of acid in six weeks or something and just uh, went off the deep end with psychedelics like you know 600 cartridges of nitrous oxide in one weekend w- with 7 grams of mushrooms and like five hits of you know ecstasy all at the same time it's like things are really ugly but uh so yeah we're just chilling over there one day and it's a uh, me and my friends we're all sober maybe we've had one beer or something there's a couple of cute girls you know we're, we're having a cool time, and then Amir, like, bursts out of his bedroom upstairs, and, like, he's all mad and sweating, like, crazy, and he comes down, and he's wearing this crazy bathrobe, like, this, like, really elegant bathrobe, and he's just like, guys, what the fuck? He's like, stop ruining my acid trip, and, and like, just, like, the guests who never met him before, they were just so bewildered, it was fucking funny. But, uh, okay, so maybe another quick one. Um, Oh, yeah, okay. Like, um, I guess the worst thing that's happened to me personally is just, uh, like, bad trips with psychedelics. Um, There's nothing worse than a bad trip. And uh, this one time, uh, maybe about 15 friends were at a cottage and, like, you know, we're partying and there's a bunch of acid going around. And this one guy... He'd been up for, like, a day and a half or something. He took acid, and it was all cool. Everybody was having a good time. But then uh, something snapped, and then he just starts flipping out and acting, like, you know, telling his best friend he's going to rip out his heart and drink his blood. And nobody really knew what to do, but everybody was afraid. But because he wasn't, like, actually doing anything, it was just like, you know... Two hours into an acid trip and uh, yeah, somebody gave him 30 milligrams of Valium and it didn't even do anything. He was just fucking running his mouth off and just like, we were having such a good time before and this one guy just like turned it into a nightmare. I slept in my car that night. I've never freaking done that before. With the doors locked, it's just like, oh, uh, there's nothing worse than watching a bad acid trip. <laughs> what another time of uh, fucking one of my friends just starts like yeah mushrooms around a campfire everything's chill and he just starts crying about a bird he shot with a BB gun when he was 9 like bawling and stuff and we're trying to you know console him but at the same time we're kind of laughing and it's like what do you do in that situation and anyways okay so uh here's one for Chris um I never would in a million years want to shoot coke. It sounds horrible. But um, my cousin, uh, he actually talks the way Dave does. And he's been to rehab. You know, he's got his shit straightened out. But his rehab stories, I love them. And that's a big reason why I was immediately, you know, enjoyed this podcast because it kind of reminded me of him. But he was telling me some rehab stories. And he said this, this uh, one guy, yeah, shooting coke, right? So he would actually go to the amusement park on the roller coasters and he said he would fucking have a shot ready and do the shot like before the roller coaster goes down the track. Like, oh yeah. And this guy also had two heart attacks like before he was 30. Yeah. Like I, I've never like, I don't even like roller coasters. I don't like shooting coke. Like I just, that's not, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I think. And, um, and, uh, one more quick dopey one. Yeah. The same guy, he told me, yeah, he met this lady in rehab. Um, her thing was, uh, huffing gasoline. Right. So that's pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, she had brain damage because of it, but apparently like when she was into it, she said there was like a disembodied floating head with a mustache, like a hallucination that would like follow her around and talk to her. And she'd talk back to it and all, all kinds of fucking weird shit. Like it's, if that starts happening, it's time to stop their dopey nation. It's time to put the fucking gas rag down. Um, all right. Okay. So I'm getting a bit long here, but, uh, but yeah, you guys have great guests. Bob Forrest is the fucking man. I really love Bob, man. Uh, this guy is totally my type of guy. His view on politics and, like, how optimistic he is about changing things. That's a very refreshing attitude that uh, that I don't see a lot of these days. Um, it's easy to pe- be pessimistic, I guess, but, you know, uh, I I really like this guy's optimism. Uh, shout out to Todd. Fucking Todd. Todd's fucking funny. Todd, if you're listening, dude, you're a fucking funny dude. You clean your shit up, man, you're going to do... You're going to be fine. Um, Shout out to Hot Wheels. Uh, Shout out to Omar. (laughs) You know, Omar's stories are freaking good, too. The dude from Three Dog Night with the exploding dick. Like, man, I wish I had that problem. It's just like, oh, I'm just getting so much pussy. Like, my freaking dick dick starts falling apart. It's like, poor guy. You know, let's say a prayer for dude from Three Dog Night. And uh, finally... Dave's dad, man, is, there's something so cool about, you know, dad, come on, dad, get in here for a minute, and he's like, oh, I don't like your podcasts, they're horror. that's horrible, Dave, just horrible, I don't know, there's something very real and intimate about you guys, like, you know, being so open about your stuff, and yeah, the thing about Dave pissing the bed, Dave, don't worry about pissing the bed, dude, I shit my pants three times in the last year, okay? you know, pissing the bed once every 20 years is a big deal, man. Friggin, uh, I tell people I shit my pants too and fucking, uh, they love it. I don't know. It it brightens their day for some reason. All right. Uh, okay. So if I could just ask a question at the end, um, there, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, drug legalization might solve a lot of these problems that we're having, especially with the opiate, opiate crisis, uh, I've never liked opiates, fortunately, but, like, this fentanyl is, uh, like, a fucking, you know, it's a public health emergency, and uh, these politicians so far, they're fucking stupid, and I just wanted to hear what you guys thought, like, you know, you think drug legalization could prevent people from, you know, ODing, I realize, you know, it doesn't help people to quit drugs if you can just go buy them, but, um, One of my main talking points is, like, when I present this idea to people is, like, if anybody could just buy, you know, 10 milligram morphine pills at a pharmacy over the counter if they're over 18, I think nobody would be fucking around with this fentanyl stuff at all. And, um yeah it it might be a disaster it might not be but uh i don't know something needs to be done about this and like our politicians are fucking absolutely worthless when it comes to drug policy they're like a fucking generation or two behind you know science and what's happening it's really hard to hear some of the people who've been on your podcast who've died and their family members it's just so tragic and senseless these fentanyl analogs are so bad. Uh, this car fentanyl stuff—it kills you at 0.1 milligrams or something like that. That's a chemical weapon. I—I I, I think our politicians are so stupid. Like they just don't realize how bad this actually is. Like VX nerve agent is less deadly by weight than some of these fentanyl analogs. They just don't get it. Anyways, it's a senseless tragedy, and um, you know I'm here mostly for the laughs, but it, it, I also appreciate, you know, the the sobering reality of these terrible situations, and um, uh, you know, as as human beings, like this is just something that uh, is built into us, some of us, anyways, and it's very difficult, and nobody has any real answers. But uh, the first step, I think, is talking about it, and that's why your podcast is so good. So, um, all right, that's it for me. Uh, Toodles, Dopey Nation. That's a classic Chris fan right there.
0: You know, (laughs) Dave, (laughs) uh, 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 what's it like, Dave, to have a new baby in the new house? eh sorry Chris man that's quite a burn you had. that was a
1: quite the burn.
0: how about how about the time that Emile wound up snorting coke and he comes out in the bathrobe and says I'm tripping man eh sorry it's like dude
1: I was impressed I thought it was a good voice (laughs) and the uh, sound quality was crisp and clear Chris, answer I have the to, question. What do you think? I have Legalize to tell it? you, man,
0: uh, your burn is something else. <laughs> I don't do drugs myself, but I shit my pants, eh? <laughs> um, what do you think? Legalize I think everything? you're ruining our show. <laughs> and I think if you're from Canada, you need to make your voicemails under six minutes, okay? Eh? <laughs> Sorry, but if you're from Canada, we need your voicemails to be under but six minutes.
1: Bill, very crisp recording.
0: Bill. Thank you for sending in this voicemail, eh? I'm from. Can- they think <laughs> I'm slow because I'm from Canada, eh? Okay,
1: I'm gonna read something real, real quick. Ah, uh, uh, motherfucker! What? Hold on, I gotta find it now. Um, because of um, they say I'm slow because I'm from Canada, eh? Okay, so I'm just going to read an article real quickly. Um, it's it's literally two paragraphs, right? But it was because he told some psychedelic sort of stories, I'm just going to... Why don't we uh, talk this. about
0: drug legalization?
1: Uh, we'll get to that. I mean, I'm pro-drug legalization. Um, Why? It drives my parents nuts. But what's the difference? Because the the level of intoxication in the United States and worldwide is relatively stable, and meaning people... Um, get fucked up a certain percentage the same amount maybe a little bit more from the opioid epidemic but people are just transitioned to opioids and they're dying because of fentanyl but i personally think all the legal stuff in terms of incarceration and in terms of what you need to go through to get it and stuff and the risk and then also the purity and and stuff with with the analogs like he was talking about it's like it would be so much better if you could just go get it. And they've done that. They've done that in the UK and stuff where you can actually just get heroin, you know, and it's they've had success. Anyways. Um, so you think that. Uh, I'm pro legalization. And you think it'll it'll help the world? Yeah. What?
0: You think yeah. things will be That's better? That's what
1: I just said. You weren't even listening. You're, on your, la- you're on your laptop. No, I'm not, again. It. I'm not repeating. Okay, I'm not repeating. Okay, my- I'm reading something. On, wait. I moved here from Canada and they think I'm small, eh? <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, I moved here from Canada, and they think I'm small, eh? That sounds like Ralphie from The Simpsons. What is that? That's the Canadian Ralph from The Simpsons. Oh, it is. (laughs) Okay. um, uh, Okay, so I'm going to read this article. I'm skipping through a little bit, just a couple paragraphs. Uh, Dopey Nation, this happened about a week ago. During what was meant to be one wild night out with a couple of friends, 30-year-old James... Oh, wait, wait. Well,
2: Well, I'm afraid young Ned is unusually aggressive, but I can't seem to find a... This is young Chris. Hey, hey, get down from that bookshelf, please. Most of those books haven't been discredited yet. Would you please tell your son to stop? We can't do it, man. That's discipline. That's like telling Gene Krupa not to go. Boom, mm, boom, 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 Lack of discipline. I'm beginning to see the problem. We don't believe in rules. Like we gave them up when we started living like freaky picnics. Now, you don't believe in rules, yet you want to control Ned's anger. Yeah, you've got to help us, Doc. We've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas.
1: Alright, what is it? Because I'm pro uh, legalization? I just wanted like... that we tried nothing but we're all out of yeah. ideas. I didn't <laughs> want the rest. Yeah. Wasn't your best bit right there. You ready for this? I pay the, uh, they think I'm slow because I'm from Canada again. During what was meant to be one wild night out with a couple of friends, 30-year-old James Johnson of Cambridge, England, and two friends reportedly ordered roughly $1,000 worth of drugs on the dark web and checked into a travel lodge outside of Southampton. However, things apparently got out of hand pretty quickly, and four days later, the group was still after it at the hotel. The hotel staff decided to call the cops after smelling a strong whiff of cannabis coming from the room. When they showed up, Johnson was allegedly spotted wearing a bra while attempting to fill up the bathtub with potatoes, which authorities would later speculate... So the the guy was wearing a bra? And trying to fill the bathtub up with potatoes. Um, Was he Canadian? Which authorities... No, he's from the UK. From England. Which authorities would later speculate in the understatement of the millennia may be what led officers to believe that he was intoxicated. As for why he did it, Johnson later claimed that it felt like the right thing to do at the time, and frankly, we're not here to argue. The cops also discovered a whole grab bag of illegal drugs on the scene, including MDMA and the hallucinogens 2CB and 5MAPB. In fact, they actually found enough to charge him with intent to supply, so it's safe to assume Johnson's potato tub stunt wasn't simply the product of smoking too much weed, according to a report by Munchies. Eventually, Johnson pled guilty to the charges. It's a website. Eventually, uh, Johnson pled guilty to the charges and was given an 18-month community order and required to go through a nine-month drug rehab program. So uh, that's at least two more reasons to avoid getting too high.
0: So you're telling me that Johnson, high on MDMA, filled his tub. And it
1: sounds like 2CB and 5MAPB. I haven't heard of that one. Filled his bathtub with potatoes. Wearing a bra. Because is, it felt like This the right is not one do. of
0: your better bits either.
1: <laughs> you don't think that's a good story? That was great. It's, it, also, you wanted to do. We keep on trying to revive the current event segment. And this is an event that's very dopey. Not to mention I'm
0: Cormac. Trying. I'm trying. Cormac keeps asking us to do um, like Arrowhead uh, trip reports. Yeah. yeah. And I want to just say to all the Canadian dopey fans out there, I love you guys, eh? <laughs> I do. But come on now. Yeah. Um, I'm tired now. I'm yeah. done. Tell the Ishmael story. No, I will not. Come on, man. tell s- it. It's going to fall flat. Mm-hmm. But I will tell a story that really, really made me laugh yesterday. Really? Yeah. I had the, and, and I want to say one more thing. Bill, thank you for sending
1: in the You feel me. really bad about your Canadian impressions and everything. I you're like, guilty. You're, you're the guilty fucking remnants
0: I just listen. I don't want to like. We get like thirty thousand downloads in Canada. I don't want them to think that I'm anti-Canadian. Yeah, you are, eh? <laughs> um, so yesterday I had the fucking busiest day between you know moving. Oh home. my, yeah.
1: I, just talking to you on the phone. I actually texted Dave yesterday. I said, "Are you okay?" Because it was like Dave times one point three he was just talking faster and he's hectic. You weren't ready fast. for it. You weren't ready for it. I was like it. blown away. I you was were like, like what's up, man? And I'm yeah. like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, dude, I wake up, I wake up, first of all, I wake up at 5.30 or something. Yeah. And the first thing is, take the baby. Yeah. So then I take the baby yeah. and then, you know, and then it's seven, take Nora yeah. and then it's like, it's just then start moving stuff, moving, do the molding on the ground, cutting out mold It's just a million go, yeah. get rid of an arm,
1: more get another. It's just so like, you got to get your game face on, and that involves turning the internal. Fucking but then it's also overclocking. Dealing,
0: it's dealing with with uh, Linda's family all yeah. day,
1: who I love, but it's a lot of pressure. So what happened that was so funny yesterday?
0: So like I'm just up to my eyeballs in in moving, family, baby. And, like, there was a, a thing on our, our calendar that last night we take the PTA of our daughter's elementary school has it set up where we go to uh, a minor league baseball game. Yeah. Okay? And I'm like, fuck. I don't want to go. Fucking. I'm so tired. I just want to go home. Yeah. You know, in a minor league. This is yesterday? Yeah. In well, the midst of all this shit? You were supposed to do that? I did do it. <laughs> and I had to be there. At, she, she's like... The game starts at six thirty, but go at six and have dinner. You know how long a minor league baseball game is?
1: Any baseball game, it's like five hours. Five hours. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking <laughs> retarded.
0: After ten hours of moving. I hell. hate
1: baseball games. Okay. I hate it doesn't matter, I don't care who's playing. I don't care if well, it's imagine a World that. Series. I can't uh, sit that still.
0: Imagine long. it's the second grade field trip. Yeah. With and my and your daughter, you're the chaperone. I'm the chaperone, and 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 it's not like they're excited about the baseball game. They might as well be at the fucking park. They have no, they have no perception that there's a game being played at all. It's just like kids running rampant, and I'm just like, oh. how do you? How many other chaperones are there? There's an infinite, yeah. infinite parents and infinite children. Yeah, and that's the other thing you have to socialize Ugh. with the parents. Ugh. You know, I'm a fucking heroin addict at the fucking little league, minor league game with the suburban fucking soccer mothers and such. And I'm trying to. And you should in. see
1: this town. I described it last episode with the fucking marquee fucking this uh, town is so white theater. it's hard to and find dark a, chocolate there's, yeah there's no dark chocolate in 7-eleven and there's a fucking fudge shop there's like three <laughs> there's
0: three fudge shops and they don't sell dark chocolate yeah. and i'm like the only jew in the hey, fucking hey, that town. is not
1: a fabrication they literally did not have any dark chocolate in 7-eleven including hershey's special dark the fucking swag schwill dark chocolate that's in every vending machine in new york city
0: well, it's too it's too dark for this town. <laughs> yeah. This town is a very Anyways, okay. So you're fucking... blue collar Irish Italian town. Everybody, this is this, not a blue collar town. It's a no. It is. These are all the cops, and, and like these are. This is like all the cops. It
1: who, does not have a blue collary feel. While like, town. It has a white collar, fancy schmancy feel. It's a mix of. Those. If it's a blue collar cops, it's sergeants. It's mm. people with fucking stripes on their shoulders.
0: It's a very it, it's it, it's like a lot of contractors. It's a lot of firemen who do contracting work. It's a lot of carpenters who moonlight as contractors. It's well
1: paid people though. This is-
0: yeah, but it's 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 a mix. But yeah. it's like it's. It's not like rich white collar. It's okay. like near. It's like just. It's rich
1: blue collar. It's rich blue collar yes, exactly. Okay. And it's or not poor white collar. Yeah. And
0: it's not Jewish. And it's not anything yeah. that isn't Irish and Italian. Okay. It's very like that.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, so so you're at the game, and and I I'm friendly with some of the parents and and whatnot, and uh, but my head is ringing and I'm very tired and my daughter's like going berserk and. We go to the bounce house and like, and I, I'm having a long week. The bounce house at the mid- yeah, of the there's a, there's because it's
1: like major league, it, minor league it, game. Yeah,
0: there's a bounce house. There's an inflatable slide and. I like, would you like to be those baseball players, and I'm just like, and they suck. <laughs> like they just fucking up. I'm why, like they they get caught in like they try to steal bases. They get caught. They, they never steal the base. They yeah, ca- they get caught stealing every base. Stuff, yeah. There's a ton of errors. Yeah. They're missing. You know, the two outfielders are missing the the communication <laughs> they're like and running like, into each other. Yeah, it's like All major right. league. It's like it's like a total disaster. Yeah, um, and I'm having a shitty time. But then, like, I ran into some people I knew, and then, like, I look down, and my daughter is at the front of the whole thing, you know, the the bottom row, and with, like, four of her friends, and they're just berserk, like, running back and forth at the bottom row. Yeah. And then I see that they're talking to the dugout of the opposing team. Like the baseball players? Yeah. Yeah. And the baseball players start giving them bats, (laughs) <laughs> okay and I'm like oh god. And so I'm like I got to go down there. Yeah. So I go down there and I sit down and and it turns out two of the two of the girls got broken bats like they, they fouled the ball off and they broke the bat and they gave the bat to the girls oh okay and uh and i'm just like i just don't want to see them hit each other with the bats or yeah. whatever and that didn't happen but the yeah. girls are going berserk yeah in this corner spot in, in the front row yeah and and i guess one of the chairs is orange all the chairs are black yeah but the one chair on the final end is orange and yeah. all the girls are fucking freaking out, running, you know, just like little girls. Why,
1: because the chair's orange? No,
0: they're just like having fun, okay. freaking out, playing, not paying attention, yeah. just running around because there's a place to run around. All of a sudden, this woman dressed head, the, the team, I'm just going to give it away, the team yep. is called the Long Island Ducks. Okay. And she's dressed head to toe in duck Garb, yeah. The duck hat, the duck pinstripe shirt, the duck pants. Yeah. It's like she works there, but she's a season ticket holder. Yeah. She's like sixty-five. She comes down and she starts screaming at the kids. What are you guys doing? You can't be running around here. And you, why are you sitting in the Memorial Number One Ducks fan
1: chair? Oh, that's what the. You should know better. <laughs> Who is sitting in the chair? My daughter's friend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she's screaming at these kids. And at yeah. first, I'm like, "This is great." Yeah. I'm like, I'm just loving because these yeah. kids are running around and mock. Yeah. And she, and then like after like three minutes of screaming, I said, "Lady, we get it. They understand what you're saying." Yeah. Girls sit down yeah and she goes oh and, and then she goes and then she <laughs> she like wanders up there and i look at these girls they're all eight years old and they're scared to death
1: because of the girl because the woman well, man, yelled yeah. at them yeah.
0: they are they are scared. they are shook they are like sitting there as though something terrible she happened did your job them. for you <laughs> and then i'm looking at them and i look at my daughter and she's just she's just like been she's been shut yeah, down yeah 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 and i start laughing Hysterically, yeah, like like six minutes straight yeah. <laughs> heavy laughter, and, and and then my daughter looks at me and she's like, she's why are you laughing like that? And I keep laughing. I yeah. just I can't stop. Yeah. I'm like hysterical. And she goes, Daddy, why are you laughing like that? I was like, cause she shut you guys down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're looking. They're getting mad at me. And then I hear in the back the woman is like he thinks he's a parent. He's not. About you? Yeah. And then then my daughter's like, Daddy, you're the best parent ever. Because I had like, I shut the lady down. Like I had defended them. But it was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a funny story. No,
1: I loved it. When this shit happens in the future, you need to get a recording of somebody yelling like that. Because that would just accentuate this type of story so much. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um... I was thinking we'd read a review and then wrap it up. Terrific. I'm scrolling down the bottom. That's the problem with the fucking phone. Do we have any uh, good new new reviews? Yeah. We got it. Oh, here we go. I'm here. Uh, Most recent review says, love the show, stay strong. Oh, my God. Here we go. Joey Pepper. He's always updating his reviews. He just wants to hear us say something. Joey, we're going to placate Joey you. Joey read and, and read your review, Joey, so you're, you're heard. He's probably going to reduce it to a one star now. I love Joey Pepper.
0: Joey Pepper. I love him.
1: I love his name. Oh God! Do you know what he said? Yeah. Oh, you read it. <laughs> oh, that's why you're excited. And, and you're wanna... fucking peppering Joey Pepper up because you know what this review says. But it's, it's all interesting. Inflammatory against me. It's interesting to me because. How come you didn't tell me about this? We haven't been talking lately. That's why these
0: shows are so good. Yeah. Because we haven't
1: been talking. Yeah. Listen,
0: I remember it was it was almost two years ago. Mm. Soon. Yeah. And we were. I was at the lake on vacation. And
1: Joey Pepper wrote in an email saying how much the show sucked. Was it the first one ever? Yeah. And you thought it was me? Yeah. I called you. I was in an AA meeting. I remember I got out and I called you, and you you wouldn't believe me that it was that it was not me. Well, he hated it. Yeah. It was it was like the episode, and I kept it was. And he, but he was writing like two. He'd write like a sentence or two, and yeah. then he'd respond. And he'd write another sentence and just say how much it sucked or well, something. Well, It was
0: because it was at the time. I would, like... We would do an episode, and I would say during the episode, this episode is oh, yeah. terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And then he was like, you gotta stop doing that. And yeah. I remember I was, like, very upset about it. Yeah. And then somehow Joey Pepper caught the fever. Yeah. And then when we started doing the episodes about treatment and stuff... And and like, he, he was
1: pissed, yeah. Which I enjoyed also because yeah. Joey
0: Pepper's just like a fiery radical. He's a yeah. firebrand.
1: Yeah. All right, read the review. He says, "Awesome!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! If you love EDM, vaping, flesh and bone, Avicii, flavored seltzer, Lil Yachty, and privileged rich boys whose daddies pay for their break jobs, you will love this podcast. My five biggest, stars. My favorite thing is that is like when you and me got in that... Ooh, we got a new comment right now. Comment? Continue on Podbean. What does it say? Uh, well, we'll get to it in a second.
0: My favorite thing is when we had Harris Whittle's sister on there. Yeah. And you, who knows why? And you're like, yeah, that kind of sounds like the Avicii situation. And I'm like, who the fuck is Avicii? And you're like, you don't know who the master Avicii is? And then... You start playing the songs, and I went insane, and I started screaming at you. You're driving down the highway, drinking your flavored seltzer, listening to Avicii. Oh, is that
1: what you said? Yeah, is that where that like, came from. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Uh, There's a bunch of reviews. I'll read one more that's pretty. This is from Colleen MC. She said, you guys are doing a tremendous service for people that would typically roll their eyes at some of the other sobriety podcasts out there. I can't put into words how much you've helped me with my recovery. I'll reach out via email soon, but just wanted to drop a review and thank you in the meantime. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And two
0: (laughs) girls. Listen. I just want to say that our podcast is so much better than the other recovery (laughs) podcast. It's like they're not even doing... But how do you really feel? Listen, man. Our podcast is the best recovery podcast ever. Yeah. They're not good and we
1: are good. Yeah. What do you have to say about that? I agree. Good. Uh, Comment we got one minute ago on Podbean says, great episode. As far as... Which one? Uh, Dopey 111, butthole drug, suboxin Dilaudin. I can't read the rest of the uh, title. I don't recall that He's one. <laughs> <commenting>. <laughs> he, says, he says, great episode. As far as the Suboxone conversation, I think it's important to note that someone who qualifies for Suboxone is usually a constant relapser. Like worst case scenario, you can take this and stay sober for long enough to hear the message. I love how he says somebody who qualifies for Suboxone. Like he's saying, in, and that's not, I mean, probably in some areas that's what's supposed to be ideal, but the per- prescribing practices of people, of physicians, For Suboxone, varies greatly, and in response to the opioid pandemic, they're really just handing it out. Primary care physicians can prescribe to 100 people in Massachusetts Suboxone. Why don't you just
0: rattling off stats and words? You like it? I don't know if I like it, but it's (laughs) impressive. Listen, I want to say, uh, number
1: one... I don't even want to get... We're not talking about Suboxone, right? I I
0: want to first uh, uh, amend something from episode one thirty. Three, Yeah. Where I say Yiddish is a mix of Hebrew and Russian. It and is your not. dad
1: corrected you, didn't he?
0: No, I knew it when I listened to it. Oh. Oh, you listen. You're listening again. I listened to that one. That was you masterful. Don't listen
1: anymore. You used to listen every episode. That's because
0: they but, got bad. I couldn't listen. <laughs> it made me upset. No, I think what made me upset is that you were interrupting me too much. And I got very <laughs> upset. I couldn't <laughs> take it. tables of turn. My, my thin skin couldn't take it. But Yiddish is actually from German. If, you, if anyone, anyone's out there And I want to
1: amend my comments during that episode where I referenced the phlegmy voice of uh, Jews. Hebrew speakers. <laughs> no, not of Jews, of the language of Jews.
0: You said some other anti-Semitic stuff, too. You got very touchy in that one. I know. Um, I also want to say that you're right about treatment, that even if it doesn't work, it plants a seed. I believe that. Okay, that's good.
1: You should say that as a future social worker.
0: I think I'm going to be more of a famous uh, celebrity interviewer type. I
1: thought you said you're no good at interviews. I think you I'm
0: better get, be interviewing me. I think I'm going to get better. <laughs> I think I'm going to get better. I'm going to tell you one more story. All right. Um, because what the fuck? Yeah. I'm going to forget this story if I don't tell it. And I think it's really funny. I think you're going to think it's funny. Yeah. So... And this is not a drug story, so this is a bonus not-drug story, Dopey Nation.
1: On the heels of the minor league baseball story. Yeah. You don't want to hear it? No, I do. All right. I mean, we covered the drug stories with the Canadian voicemail, right? Then we, we,
0: we had a <laughs> lot of drugs. We were talking about ass-fucking and blowjobs. Oh, yeah, that was this and episode. And, and fucking...
1: I don't even remember. By the end of the episode, I don't even know what the fuck we talked Sid about. Sid
0: Vicious and his mother smuggling heroin. What? Johnny heroin Rotten. In. I don't think he was much of a drug addict. Yeah. Okay. So, two Mondays ago, I had a meeting in New York in my white-collar version of my job mm. uh, where I'm trying to s- kind of surreptitiously get my cookie produced yeah. by this famous bakery. And for those of you who don't know, I've been working on this new black-and-white cookie that's a double-sided black-and-white cookie that's black-and-white in and every bite. And I went to this very famous uh bakery on the Upper West Side, and he said that it's too much labor and he doesn't want to do it, but can he give me a chocolate chip cookie as a gift because we're going to have a baby? I said, sure. Actually, I said, no, I couldn't. But then before I left, I couldn't handle not taking it. So I said, all right, give me- Did you really say no? Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. I just didn't think I should take his cookies. In the end, I took it. Why would you refuse a gift from somebody? I just didn't want to. There's a, a Yiddish word. Do you want to know what the word is? It's a schnurr. Do you know what a schnurr is? Yeah, a schnurr is somebody who refuses gifts. No. A schnurer. <laughs> we have talked about schnurrers on this thing before. A schnurr is somebody who shows up when you're cooking so they can get a free meal. You didn't want to be a schnurr. I didn't want to be a schnurr. That's not what you would have been. No shit. I took the fucking cookie okay, anyway. All right, all right, What happened, though? take the cookie. Big. Chocolate chip cookie with big chocolate chips in it. And I'm like... Chocolate uh, chunks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he says it's so buttery. It's a stick of butter in every cookie. Okay. And I'm like, this looks like... And I like chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You like Can you say
1: cookies? the name of the bakery?
0: Should I? Why For not? what? Why should I?
1: Give him a plug. He gave you a cookie.
0: I don't want him to know that I'm a heroin addict. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, because the deal might yeah, be like yeah. yeah, are you kidding me? So... Let's just say it it rhymes with rentamans. <laughs> oh Oh, you know I have connections to rentamans. I do.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Do you really know that? Yes. Oh, okay. I know all about this stuff. I get I used to get free enterments. Out the ass.
0: I thought we said it's Rentamans. Oh out the ass. Anyway, so I take the cookie.
1: I put it in my pocket. Wait, but there's no fucking big, great chocolate
2: chunk It's not
0: cookie. really Entenmann's. It's <laughs> okay. a joke. Uh, okay. It's not really intimate yeah. Let's say it's from Rabisco. <laughs> Um So I go, um, and, and one weird thing about me that you probably would never know is that I don't eat cookies during the day. I don't eat cookies during the day. Well, I know you were doing dope. Huh? What about when you were doing dope? Oh, dude, I would eat cake for breakfast. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'd have a cake for breakfast, a cake for lunch, and a healthy. You dinner. don't eat cookies if there's light out,
1: or I, during working hours.
0: I don't eat cookies <laughs> while, it's light, while the sun is out. All right. I eat cookies <laughs> after the sun goes down. Well, ice cream. I don't. Well, sometimes D- depends. Okay, continue. Sunny afternoon continue. with okay. the kids, continue. I might have ice cream. All right, continue. In fact, at that ducks game, I had a big soft serve mix vanilla chocolate swirl swirl. swirl, yeah anyway so i i I take this cookie and i'm like i will not touch this cookie i will save it for tonight after my wife and child go to sleep yeah i will eat this cookie with milk yeah watching arrested development i'm out of shows i'm watching arrested development again
1: the original or the
0: new ones the original so i go home they go to bed i'm like waiting to get that cookie like it's in the back of my head i'm gonna eat that cookie and I, I'm sitting down at the computer. I'm checking our dopey stats. I'm checking for new reviews, this and yeah. that. Linda comes out of the bedroom. My water just broke. I was like, oh, my God, her water broke. It's like three days early. And we had you started eating the cookie? No. I hadn't touched the cookie. So we go to the hospital, and I'm thinking, hopefully it's a false alarm, and we can go home, and I can get back to that cookie. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned, but we, we, it's not a false alarm. We yeah. stay there all night. And, and they're like, well, should we induce labor or should we do an emergency cesarean? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The next day, you know, we slept for an hour maybe. Uh, they decide they're going to do the cesarean that morning. Yeah. So, and I'm still in the back of my head. It's like, when I get home, I'm going to have this cookie. Yeah. So they do the emergency cesarean. Yeah. I stay another night. Yeah. In the hospital. Because when my first kid was born, I told her. I was going to leave to clean the apartment and I went straight out and caught. Okay. You know? Right. Yeah. So I was like, this time I'm going to stay in the yeah. hospital as much as I can and yeah. not fuck it up. Yeah. So it's another night. And then it's like, so I got, we got there on Monday Yeah. and now it's Wednesday and, and our daughter was like really missing the family. And yeah. she was like, daddy, can you just come home tonight and not stay at the hospital? Yeah. And I was like, I I said, I think I should do that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I "I think that's a good idea. So I go home and I see the cookie is sitting on the counter, but it's still early in the day. Yeah. So I'm like, patience, my sweet. I will get to you later tonight. And I I take some stuff back to the hospital and I come home again and the cookie is gone. Your daughter ate it? No. My fucking, my mother-in-law is in and out of the house all day taking stuff. Like, that's what she does. She just takes stuff without any rhyme or reason. The bath mat's gone. The fucking... I had chicken
1: cutlets like ready. Like, to bring here or for her where? She's like one is of the, these. the cookie might be in this place somewhere.
0: She's like, I love my mother-in-law, yeah. but she's very controlling yeah. and she's very neurotic and yeah. she, like, has these ideas of how things should be. Yeah. Like... She'll label our my daughter's toys for the new house. She's like, Dave, I think you were supposed to put those toys in the basement and not in Nora's room. Yeah. It's like, you don't live here. Yeah. If I want to put them in a room, it's going in a room. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, you'd. Yeah. So, so the fucking cookie's gone. I had chicken cutlets to cook. Yeah. They're gone. The spinach is gone. Yeah. I, I, and, and I'm not worried about,
1: I'm not, I'm not thinking about all this stuff. Where is the cookie? You did all the right things and there's no cookie. It's like an anti-promise.
0: I call her up and I said, Sue. <laughs> no, you didn't. I said, Sue. This I, is like a Seinfeld. I said, Sue. Where's the cookie? Where's the cookie? Yeah. She said, what cookie? I said, the big one in the bag that said this name of the bakery with chips in it. She goes, she took the cookie. She said... She said, uh, I, I, I thought it was going to go bad. And I said, Sue, she threw it away. No, she was eating the fucking cookie. She didn't just tell you, did she say she ate it? She said, I know her. She's like sweets, just like I do. And then she goes, and then I said, and where's the chicken cutlets? And she said, I thought they were going to go bad. So I put them in my freezer I said, well, why didn't you put them in my freezer? (laughs) That's like a Jewish mother-in-law gives you stuff when you're having a baby. A Norwegian mother-in-law takes stuff away. She sent the cookie back and she cut out half of it for herself. No, she didn't. I swear to God. No, she didn't. How was the half you had? It was stale. It was ruined. (laughs) She was
1: right. Yeah. But
0: she should have taken it on the Monday.
1: That's so funny. Isn't it? Yeah, you're such a baby. <laughs> what do you mean? How does that story tell that I'm a baby? Uh, no, it's, just, it's very Seinfeld-esque. I like it. What do you mean? What is the, how is that my baby? No, it's just your
2: cookie and your cutlets. and It's great.
1: But it's very true. I feel like somebody's having a baby, and usually people are delivering lasagnas and ziti. And, <laughs> and they cleaned us out for this baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll close out with that. Uh, Drop us a review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Um,
0: Follow us on Reddit. Listen, I want you guys to do something. There's a bunch of things I want you guys
1: to do. No, this is what we want you to do. We want you to tell your friends about Dopey. Yeah? And get them to start listening. Because we need to grow. We need to grow. grow. We also would really like it if you would get Artie to come on the show. We would really like it if we could make a little bit of money doing this, you know, have some ads and stuff and then like the way we do it is like I work, Dave works, I drive five hours, we're all fucking tired, it's the middle of the night, we're sweaty. If we made some money, we could get some a recording studio, drink some coffee, do it in the morning, you know. Maybe have
0: Steven Tyler on.
1: Something good, yeah. Listen. Fucking get our... The money is going to go right into the show, just so you know. That's all we get. Any little money we get, we put right into the show.
0: We'll do whatever you guys fucking want. We need money. We need fame. No, but
1: the way we need money, though. Huh? The way we need money is people tell their friends. We're not asking Patreon. We're not doing any of that shit. We don't want to ask you for things.
0: We don't. We want... Except for, you know, reviews. reviews. (laughs) We want reviews. We want follows. I still feel like... All of our fucking social media numbers are paltry. When the one, We also had this other story that I think we should bust out before it's over, where the people at
1: our rehab... Oh, yeah.
0: I don't even know how to tell that
1: story. I mean, should we tell it for the next time, or... Now just tell it. So we've, Dave and I met at this place called Mountainside. Don't say the name unless they pay I us. I just said it. We met at this place called Mountainside, and uh, they might do ads with us. And Dave had a call with the marketing fucking people, and they wanted uh, you know examples of ads, and all their examples suck. And they were very business-oriented. But if we had more followers... Well they, said,
0: well, they said, well, how's your social media? Why didn't we
1: tell you? you? You were there. You handled it. I didn't do anything. It was just
0: so unappealing. It was so bad. Such a terrible call. You
1: handled it bad?
0: They're professional over there. They're suits. I don't know why I'm talking about this at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're definitely not going to do it if they listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! This is why we can't get
2: advertisers. I think Mount is the make- best <laughs>
0: treatment center in the world. <laughs> Give me fifty bucks, <laughs> please. Send me some fucking cookies. We'll fucking talk about your fucking plate. <laughs> this fucking... Oh my god. Well, I don't really know how to integrate a partnership between our you know, you know
1: what's so funny? They asked for examples of ads, right? And so I like listened to our last episode where we talked about the I Am Sober app, or a couple episodes before – and literally, I'm listening to the ad, and I'm like, it's. I was like, it can calculate how much money you saved on drugs. Dave's like, I don't believe it can. <laughs> <laughs> He's are talking against the thing that's
0: making us to advertise. <laughs> you're like, This thing is great. I'm like, have you ever used it? I'm like, you don't even know how it works. You can't do you that. Can't do that. You can't just count your days, you fucking idiot. That's what we do with every with every ad. You like take this nice attempt at the ad, and then I get upset that you're people pleasing for the advertisers when really all you're doing is actually advertising. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like the Grateful Dead Like tried to make records And they couldn't make records successfully We can't do ads successfully <laughs> what,
1: oh, what do you mean they couldn't like put a bunch of tracks together It's
0: like their, their, their reputation Was they were the best live band, Jam band But the they band. couldn't make a good record Yeah you know? And we're like
1: that with ads yeah. Alright we need to wrap it up Because I gotta get on the road Yeah
0: I'm gonna be up all night with the baby
1: yeah. Alright, stay strong. Stay strong, Dopey
2: Nation. And Toodles I wanna take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good? Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I wanna be good so bad. I want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good, so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this aeroplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to Bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller. And it's time where I stand. Shadows getting smaller and smaller. City far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad, and I wanna call my dad. And it's all I ever had, it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had. And I wanna call my dad, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had.